Hans, uh, you know, since so, uh, IKEA has uh, you know entered recently, uh, not long ago, I would say, and has been expanding in India. So, since you have uh, experience also in you know that aspect of uh, you know uh, home and living side of uh, modern retail, do they pose a threat or a challenge to existing you know large and small uh, players in that space? Are they addressing a different segment at all that others don't address? What's the story like? Uh, so I feel they are a threat to actually a number of formats. So apart from the pure uh, home uh, product formats, uh, you know, the ones who sell uh, furnishing and furniture and uh, things like that, uh, there will be, uh, so they even compete with, let's say, uh, hypermarkets because they do sell home furnishing uh, they do sell uh, pots and pans and crockery and cutlery and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will also compete with uh, the smaller retailers. So uh, I, I guess, uh, you know, they are a formidable force. They are a very, very uh, well-crafted and perfected format. And uh, definitely they will, uh, uh, they will, of course, they'll expand the market, but uh, they will uh, surely uh, hit uh, uh, the market uh, all across, I would say. Uh, I think the positive for the competition is that uh, they are going about the process uh, pretty gradually. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, one store in Hyderabad and then uh, slowly one more uh, added on now uh, yeah. in Mumbai. Uh, so uh, it's not as if they're going to be, uh, you know, 20 stores in one year uh, and uh, everyone has to scatter and run. So there's a there's a lot of time to, uh, you know, think through what your strategy will be and uh, uh, you know, uh, build up uh, to face uh, the future. But yeah, they 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 are uh, they are a formidable, formidable. competitor. Right. Are they addressing a different uh, market segment uh, that others don't? Uh, your customer segment, sorry, that uh, others do not address. Uh, no, I mean, uh, uh, as a customer, same. when I go to their stores, uh, everybody's there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, so. Uh, uh, I, I I think they're going to address a very large segment of the market. Uh, probably so, already so, doing so. So m- m- middle and upper middle, definitely. Absolutely. Maybe some, some product, lower middle think, also. Uh, yeah, I think uh, the, uh, the one down level will probably uh, become larger over time. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not uh, there in the kind of strength uh, that it could be today. Hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, because they, uh, they're not uh, expensive in that sense. That, uh, that's not, what they have been trying to fine tune, right? To yes, make sure that right. they hit the right price points. That's right. So they are very, very competitive with, uh, uh, you know, every format of uh, retail that is around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so uh, you know, a uh, few minutes back, you did talk about that, you know, there are... Uh, in the in the challenges that uh, modern retail face, you talked about uh, 
um, logistic uh, so challenges faced by modern retail. So, so uh, together with supply chain and uh, you know logistic challenges, uh, would you uh, can you elaborate some of them, highlight some of them, which are typically uh, you know you you spoke about the GPS and the uh, and the uh, uh, calling and you know locating the driver and so on but beyond that what about um, have we improved on warehousing have we improved on because supply chain and is, is and logistics would be beyond the truck driver so i wanted to address the whole gamut of things uh, yeah no so there's a sea change in uh, the kind of warehousing that's happening uh, you know i i remember in the old days uh, the warehouses looked like uh, dumping grounds and uh, nothing more and uh, they're, they're phenomenally different uh, today. And uh, the systems of uh, uh, picking, packing, the automation, uh, significantly different. Uh, uh, I think even on the transportation side, uh, you know, the way our highways are developing is very good signs. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I think all the positives are there. Mm. Uh, Mm, but we, we've got some way to go. I would uh, tend to put it that way. Right. So, so let's look at the other end of the spectrum. What about customer service? What about loyalty in you know Indian uh, retail? Uh, uh, and uh, I mean, I do have a follow-up question. Maybe I'll you know I won't lump everything together. Sure. So I'll take uh, uh, customer service. Mm. Uh, 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 I would say. Uh, Asian hospitality uh, has always been uh, very, very uh, warm and considerate and caring and front-end retail in India to a large degree reflects that. Uh, mm -hmm. We do treat the customer as king or queen, mm -hmm. uh, largely, again, you know, it's, it's a very broad brush kind of statement. Sure. Uh, but uh, uh, so the intent is there. Uh, however, uh, training and uh, because retail, ten, particularly value retail, mm -hmm. tends to be a minimum wages uh, kind of uh, game uh, where the employees are concerned, the first level front end employees. So there's a lot of churn. And, uh, you know, training becomes a very uh, difficult sort of uh, exercise uh, because uh, the moment you've done, uh, trained your people, you know, the next month, 5% uh, uh, have gone. So uh, intent is good uh, from both the company's side and from the employee's side. Uh, but uh, because of uh, these factors, sometimes the customer get the kind of service that is uh, expected. Uh, right. ha having said that, of course, there are some, uh, you know, when you are selling uh, high value goods, so let's say a format like uh, Tanishk or many of the jewelry uh, retailers, right. Right? their service is absolutely outstanding and uh, mm -hmm. everything is uh, absolutely clear. Also, uh, also, the uh, other retailers who sell high-value goods. Right, right, right. Uh, and when you're selling lower-value goods, in any case, your expectation of service, uh, sorry, when you're buying the lower-value goods, your expectation of service is that much lower, and you expect to do some amount of self-service. But you do expect uh, staff in the store and somebody to 
come to you when required. Uh, also, I think in the because of uh, you know constantly rising costs and uh, all retailers trying to get more productivity per person, uh, that's uh, a challenge which will remain uh, because you'll keep on trying to do more and more with uh, less and less. And less. <laughs> uh, yeah, with so limited budgets, right? That's a big challenge. Right. So let's uh, so let's that, talk about sorry sorry sorry, sorry yeah so uh, I have uh, another point you know so that's the yeah, front end front end part which is probably uh, the best run part mm. uh, but then when it comes to uh, I think where Indian retail can do a lot better is when it uh, the back end kind of handling so when a customer puts in a complaint on mail or right. God forbid when you have to interact with an IVR system I oh send the world over. But, uh, you know, that's when uh, the customers tend to get uh, extremely harassed. And yeah, that's uh, true. I, I don't know what an easy answer to that is. No, maybe maybe just remove the, uh, you know, whatever Aviva or whatever, sorry, no, no, no negative about the brand name, but, uh, you know, any of those systems, just, just, just remove them. Get us a, <laughs> I just want to talk to a human being. Yeah, to be yeah, told, because not to be told that, you know, press five and then hash absolutely. and then told press four and press three and then, come on, guys. Because the, the last thing an agitated uh, customer needs is uh, more agitation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And... Uh, yeah, yeah, so I think that's it really. So, anyway, so talking of, uh, you know, the other aspect of, uh, you know, retail, which is the loyalty, right? How loyal is an Indian uh, consumer or a customer to a, to grocery retail? Is a, is a, you know, chain or a, you know, brand able to get the biggest share of, a, of the wallet from a family or they just keep shopping around a lot for like, you know, urad dal suitable for idli is this from this shop, the rice suitable for the same idli is from the other store and so on and so forth. Do they even, are they even loyal at all? Because I, I just repeated the dialogues I've heard uh, from 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 um, my parents and homes, uh, you know, yeah, and so on. So yeah. So uh, again, uh, things have changed. So I would say uh, earlier customers were extremely loyal, mm -hmm. uh, and with time, what has happened? I think one of the largest factors affecting loyalty has been uh, traffic, uh, particularly in the larger cities. Uh, so, and also because there is a proliferation of stores now. So one is the development of uh, retail uh, as it's happened. And the other is the fact that the traffic situation has become increasingly worse. Mm. Uh, so loyalty has shifted to a large degree to the mall, which is, or the store or the pirana, mm. which is most accessible. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so, absolutely. So, a lot of uh, daily and small value shopping uh, still continues at the Tirana, which is why the Tiranas are uh, you know, still running at uh, great speed. Hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, loyalty has got uh, to some extent fragmented by uh, proximity. So, uh, while my favorite uh, shopping place uh, may be 15 kilometers away, I may not want to make that trip too regularly. So, I will compromise and mm, give up a few things uh, and uh, go to the store or the mall or whatever, which is closer to my house. Uh, the other thing is uh, the 
cost at which this loyalty is being bought is uh, increasing from day to day. So okay. uh, since you talked about the grocery retail, let's say the typical uh, supermarket or hypermarket, uh, you know, the, the number of schemes they have to run to attract the customer. Mm. Uh, so, you know, if it is uh, weekend, there's a weekend scheme. If it's midweek, there's a midweek scheme. Mm. If it's Independence Day, Republic Day, uh, Valentine's Day, uh, back to school. If you've got some trash, you want to exchange it. Uh, you know, it goes on and on. Uh, uh, Pay us so much upfront, and every month buy uh, so much, uh, which will you know uh, you don't have to pay that much. You have, you pay maybe two installments less. So uh, yeah, I remember uh, some uh, mobile mobile recharging. You know, you no, mobile money. recharging. Yeah, I forgot that I one. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> like 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 what so, twenty uh, days less, two months less, whatever for uh, you know, and you get a better rate. I don't know, something like that. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So it's, uh, you know, it's a bit of a catch uh, 22. So uh, do you save on advertising and uh, miss the customer uh, thinking of you at all? Or do you keep advertising on these days? And, uh, you know, the, uh, there's so much noise. Actually, if you look at all the supermarket and hypermarket ads, if you take off the masthead, you can't make out one from the other. They are all advertising the same thing. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, they are all pretty much supplied uh, by the same brands. So, you know, one challenge is how do you make uh, your products look different? How do, how do you make your store look as if it's selling something that uh, somebody else is not selling, particularly when you are, you've got only so many column inches to uh, say what you want to say. Right. So uh, it's, uh, yeah, as, as competition. So is the we, cost to company... Uh, for the for getting this loyalty with so many schemes since you're highlighting them uh, and then like so diverse in nature uh, is the cost to company uh, do running these loyalty schemes is it is it very heavy uh, yeah it is uh, so you know uh, let's say in a typical hypermarket you would uh, say that your uh, uh, you spend let's say between uh, one and a half to two percent on uh, marketing Mm. Uh, but uh, you know what is uh, what is the cost if you don't do that marketing? Uh, is the marketing you are doing enough? Uh, you know, uh, every time you see a dip in sales during the week, uh, you say, you know, maybe I have to go a little bit out of budget, and then you know it piles on, and at the end of the year you realize that uh, you you spent too much, or uh, uh, you've got uh, not enough sales. So it's 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 kind of a tricky tightrope to walk, and uh, you kind of live from week to week uh, after you see the sales report. So uh, right, yeah. right, right. So let let let's bring in the you know the elephant in the room here, the e-commerce, right? How are the shares of the you know uh, when we talk about uh, customer buying habits in, in in many cities, big and small, share of traditional versus modern versus uh, e-commerce? How has it shifted? So if we compare with, say, uh, 10 years ago, uh, uh, if we go by the stats that are available, uh, traditional retail, uh, sorry, I'm sorry, uh, modern retail has gone from 5% of the total retail pie uh, to 10%. E-commerce has gone from 2 to 8%. Mm -hmm. So uh, you can 
take the assumption that the traditional retail has uh, lost that much share mm. uh, but the good news is that the pie has increased significantly so you know if you've gone from a uh, uh, 500 billion uh, dollar uh, retail pie to close to a trillion dollars or 900 billion depending on what you're reading mm. Uh, everybody has gained so uh, you know i remember this uh, argument uh, many years ago when uh, modern retail came in that you know all the kiranas are going to close down and uh, these are predators and so on and so forth and uh, nothing has really changed you know it's uh, the bad kiranas may have closed but uh, good kiranas have taken their place and uh, they are alive and flourishing and uh, you know they are innovating uh, like crazy uh, so who would have thought that uh, you know even a kirana would uh, today be saying uh, uh, giving you a pamphlet saying you know 20% off on this 25% off on this buy this uh, mrp is 100 rupees but uh, buy it at 90 rupees so they uh, buy one get one free they taken all the tricks of the trade from uh, modern retail and Uh, the larger organized kiranas today are modern retail so they are uh, you know in clusters in cities and uh, the guy who used to run one store now has uh, six stores mm. uh, he's he's doing a great job so so do you see some of these uh, formats getting merge uh, you know a, a around the world there is talk of uh, omni channel retail uh you know do you see such uh, trends coming into india where do you see these things moving towards so it's uh, already happening and uh, you know with the advent of online uh, uh traditional retailers did see that uh, this was uh, going to be a threat mm. and uh, i think uh, all of them you know before the pandemic struck Uh, all of them had already moved on this so uh, you know doing omni channel in various ways mm. uh, one is of course uh, selling through their online channels mm. uh, the other is trying to get the goods to the customer whether it's by click and collect or mm. sending out uh, in case of uh, groceries sending out trucks uh, to the customers premises you know laden with uh, fruits and vegetables and things like that Uh, or trying to put up kiosks in their stores where uh, customers could order some of the things which possibly were not on display mm. so everybody has moved on this uh, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, traditionally so far uh, companies have been good at either this or that mm. so the online players uh, have not been great at brick and mortar brick and mortar have not been great at online so mm. everybody Uh, sort of occupied their own niche so far but uh, the amalgamation is happening from both sides uh, whether it's in terms of uh, you know uh, a brick and mortar retailer taking on uh, an online uh, company or uh, and there are so many examples of that happening or uh, uh, online companies in some way absorbing uh, brick and mortar Uh, so this this is going to become a a big uh, amalgam and uh, then of course the where you know uh, the higher technology comes in then it's uh, it's a different game altogether and uh, right. uh, like uh, you know you have this whole thing about uh, super apps that are happening now uh, 
hmm. uh, from from the really big players who who can make a difference. Yeah, I was going to uh, talk know. about uh, ask you about that. Actually, you hmm. know, you know the what, what do you see are the prospects for these super apps, right? Uh, the Geo is talking about it. Tata's are talking about it, and uh, you know. Uh, will those platforms be able to bring Kirana stores into these, uh, you know, their their fold? So uh, only time will tell. Uh, but uh, I don't see why uh, this should not happen hmm. uh, because you know th- these are uh, companies that uh, have the wherewithal and the clout and the technology to do whatever is required. Hmm. And, uh, you know, on one side, uh, you talked about the Tatas. Now, here's a company that is, uh, it's in uh, uh, it's in reality, it's in airlines, it's in insurance, it's in finance, it's got multiple brands, it's got multiple formats. And can you imagine if you put all that together, hmm. uh, what that super app will look like. I mean, it's just uh, so exciting to think about it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's uh, it's just mind-boggling what players of this size uh, with these kind of, uh, with this kind of uh, financial cloud and this kind of intellectual cloud mm-hmm. uh, will be able to do. It, it's very exciting how it will uh, come about uh, and what the final uh, many-headed uh, Hydra will look like, uh, we can yeah. only speculate. But it yeah, is but of course, that's, that's happening in China, so we can, you can imagine mm-hmm. where, how it will look yes, like. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Such a, such, a, such a sort of uh, good example to look at. Yeah, uh, yeah. So... Uh, and like, like the Chinese customer was getting ready for it. One of the things that I can see now and, you know, uh, is that uh, the, both the Kirana stores and people and the consumers, neighborhood, uh, you know, residents as well as the neighborhood Kirana stores have uh, become more comfortable with WhatsApp and, uh, you know, like that. And yes, then people absolutely. tell me that their neighborhood Kirana stores sends out a message that I got this stock today or this fresh vegetable or like, you know, I've got this particular big lot I have got and those who want you know just message me back and uh, you know i'll keep it aside or deliver it to your house and things like that and uh, they say that like within hours some of the products get uh, sold out yeah absolutely absolutely and uh, you know uh, so that means it's, them... you don't even have to educate these guys when the super app comes so much right absolutely. certain amount but not too much right absolutely absolutely and they are all uh, accepting uh, upi payments uh, so you know they are all on that game also so cash and even the card is uh, sort of becoming uh, gradually becoming obsolete. So right. very very exciting times, right? Yeah, because the uh, possibly the adoption can happen much faster than, than in, in some some cities. Yeah, I, I think in technology in general, uh, it happens much faster than uh, one imagines. Right. Uh, so right. you may feel that something is uh, ten years away, but it. Uh, it may happen two years. It may happen. Right, right. So, so let's let's change gear and talk to something which uh, I'm sure is closer to your heart. You have spent so many years doing that. Uh, you know, that's about uh, sourcing, right? Uh, you know, which essentially in a, in a, what people don't see, but is the real uh, um, heart. I would say, uh, you know, because that that determines what you are able to sell. Absolutely. So, 
how has uh, you know uh, you know sourcing in indian retail changed you know uh, since the uh, you were there at the time when you know sourcing started shifting to to be procure goods started to be procured from china in addition to india and elsewhere so now china and uh, east asian countries are also sources of uh, many of the products sold in indian stores so how how did that transition happen how did you move towards that what were the driving forces etc take us back to that time and bring uh, so uh, uh, maybe not uh, specifically china but the move to look outside india was uh, uh, because i was working uh, with uh, hypermarkets and uh, in a hypermarket uh, your attempt is to offer everything Uh, so whatever we found was uh, not available in india or we didn't have the right quality or uh, more often uh, not the right right quantity mm-hmm. you know because when you are buying for 100 200 uh, hypermarkets uh, you need uh, big quantities and uh, in uh, again because it's a hypermarket and you have to supply everything in certain uh, product categories you can get huge quantities so for instance uh, india has a lot of uh, exporters of home furnishing or apparel uh, or plastic ware or uh, steel uh, steel utensils and cutlery and things like that now uh, getting uh, large volumes here uh, is uh, not an issue right uh, Uh, but in uh, when you take uh, categories like let's say toys or uh, stationery or travel uh, uh, we had uh, challenges so that was one reason the other thing is as i said you know sometimes each store looks like the other store so how do you get products that look completely different how do you add categories which are not there mm. so that the customer gets to experience something uh, completely different so that's when we started uh, looking abroad and if you're looking abroad you cannot miss china because uh, you know as it's described it's the factory of the world and uh, whatever our differences with china may be i mean one has to admire uh, the way they've developed uh, their industry mm-hmm. and uh, the the way they've moved forward in the last uh, 20 years Mm. Uh, so that's where uh, it started and uh, obviously initially there were all kinds of problems uh, one of the biggest was uh, language mm. but of course the why media for that is that you go through hong kong mm. uh, and uh, but then uh, you know your margins get eroded to that degree so we always preferred to uh, sort of go direct as much as possible uh, also then uh, of course there are the cultural differences understanding uh, uh, indians love to bargain the chinese uh, are also very value conscious but they are i think uh, one thing we can learn from them is the art of saying no because when you deal with them you know the, you know they have so much flexibility after which point they kind of would put their hands up and say okay uh, we are not interested beyond this or if it was a quantity you required you know they were very specific that you need a container load and in a container load we can put four products or five products or whatever and you can't push beyond a point so i think that uh, clarity of mind mm. uh, as a nation 
not a particular company, but I mean across the board. So uh, that was the other thing. Uh, and uh, innovativeness, uh, amazing. Of course, uh, it's a lot to do with uh, the interaction of the industry and the government and so on and so forth. Right. Uh, so those were the points by because of which you felt that they are they were better organized to serve customers like you, right? Uh, we felt that there were certain things that uh, it was definitely advantageous to get from there. Mm. And the other thing is that, uh, you know, again, in a low margin business, mm. bring in a unique product or a differentiated product or a product that nobody else has, mm. charge a premium. And that uh, really helps your margins. Right. So, uh, you know, if you have, let's say, 10% imported products, Hmm. Uh, where your margin is kind of double, hmm. uh, then, uh, you know, that uh, puts up uh, your uh, profitability by a fair amount and uh, in a low margin gain. So, right. so, 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 so uh, China and some of the countries, uh, you know, in the East, would you say helped you to bring out newer products ahead of the market? and yeah. get a in a tight margin business get better absolutely. margins absolutely so uh, china thailand uh, turkey uh, i think these were the three big ones and then uh, uh, there was uh, so sometimes uh, uh, you know you don't uh, uh, when you don't have uh, volumes you don't do things directly but you uh, involve somebody who can consolidate so there was other stuff also coming from uh, uh, so what is it they do uh, right that our our vendors don't do to to give you those kinds I, of I wouldn't, products? I wouldn't uh, sort of say our vendors uh, are at fault or anything like that. I mean, uh, Indian manufacturers are uh, as good as uh, any in the world. Uh, it's uh, I think uh, you know because uh, for a long time uh, maybe we didn't make that transition from the socialistic sort of environment to the free business environment as rapidly and uh, with as much determination uh, that uh, they did. So we, we have uh, brilliant entrepreneurs here, but uh, sure. probably they are, uh, their hands are tied with uh, too many laws and uh, bureaucracy, which uh, doesn't enable them to create the scale and work at the speed uh, at which uh, some other countries uh, can. So, so I think- Do, do uh, those people come out with more product innovations? Uh, which people, I'm sorry? The, 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 the countries and the companies abroad that you were you know, referred to, do they yes. come out with more product innovations more frequently oh, to oh, give yes. you that advantage which Indian vendors don't do? Is that uh, uh, in terms of product innovation? They could give great quality, but then, you are looking for that what you know what is next what is new for me so do they come out where you know is that is that yeah, a difference again, again, that? I'm, a, I'm a little hesitant to use those words uh, so okay. what i would say is, uh, as a as a nation uh, you know uh, they come out uh, their ability to handle trade and commerce is at a different level Okay. Uh, uh, again I, I would not put anything against the indian entrepreneur sure, uh, sure, uh, sure. Uh, I think uh, he's been for too long been viewed with uh, suspicion rather than respect. I think which is uh, well well deserved at this point. Uh, you know because uh, they create employment. They uh, you know they 
they just uh, they pay taxes they uh, you know grow the economy mm-hmm. uh, so but uh, but you know look at uh, uh, one aspect of china so every year uh, twice a year they have this massive canton fair in three phases oh yes absolutely they have been there yeah millions and millions of people from all over the world come right Now, the chinese even today barely speak english and to do the logistics and uh, to get all these people there get them to the fair get them back uh, communicate with them make sure there are no glitches it's an operation which is absolutely unbelievable and uh, even today we don't have anything uh, comparable not even comparable i mean not even marginally comparable although to uh, i would say the credit of uh, people who are trying to set these things up uh, there's been a sea change over the last 5 uh, to 10 years mm-hmm. and now there are some fairs in uh, uh, in the home category and in the toys category which are uh, extremely credible much mm-hmm. smaller but uh, a great start so uh, i think uh, the entrepreneur is there in india he just uh, possibly needs a little more support. so so you have to create that ecosystem of with the ease of doing business for them right absolutely absolutely thank you for joining us in yet another episode of move conversations hope you enjoyed this episode please subscribe to the move conversations youtube channel and press the bell icon to get notifications of new episodes thank you very much till i see you in the next episode thank you very much Have a great day.